You're about to listen to another inspiring word from House on the Rock Church, the London Lighthouse. For more information and interaction with House on the Rock, please visit our website on hotr.org.uk. My main Bible text comes in the book of Mark chapter 5 from verse 22 to 24. Okay? Naturally, from 22, I believe, to 42. But because of time... I'm going to skip several verses and if time permits we'll touch on the interruption because this passage has a full story and within the story is a story and the within story is what I call an interruption okay so it's going to be in your in your after service you want to read it's going to be Mark chapter 5 from verse 22 to 42 so I'm going to read in your hearing here comes the babbling of the word of God King James Version and behold, there cometh one of the rulers of the synagogue named Jairus. And when he saw him, that is when he saw Jesus, he fell on his feet and besought him greatly saying, My little daughter lieth at the point of death. I pray thee, come and lay thy hands on her that she may be healed and she shall live. And Jesus went with him, and much people followed him and thronged him. Oh, glory be to God. This is where the interruption comes in. But I'm going to skip straight away to verse, verse 35. While he yet spake, there came from the ruler of the synagogue's house, certain which said to, the, to Jairus, saying, Thy daughter is dead. Why troublest thou the master any further? As soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken, he said unto the ruler of the synagogue, Be not afraid, only believe. And he suffered no man to follow him, save Peter and James and John and the brother of James. And he cometh to the house of the ruler of the synagogue and seeth the tumult. And then thou wept and wailed greatly. And when he was come in, he said unto them, Why make this ado and weep? Why this commotion, if I may use my own word? The damsel is not dead, but she sleepeth. Sorry, I had a miracle and my, my screen just went blank. But she sleepeth. And verse 40 says, And they laughed him to scorn when he had put them all out. He taketh the father and the mother of the damsel, and then they were with him, and he entered in where the damsel was lying, and he took the damsel by the hand and said unto her, Talita Kuma, which has been interpreted, damsel, I say unto thee, arise. And straight away the damsel arose and walked, for she was of the age of twelve. And they were astonished with a great astonishment. They were astonished with a great astonishment. The title of my meditation this morning that God has laid upon my heart is, Your miracle is up to you. Come on, look at your neighbor. Say, your miracle is up to you. Let us pray. Father God, we want to thank you in the name of Jesus for the hour has come 
for me to deliver what you have given unto me to deliver unto your people. I pray, O oh God, that you move that in the lives of every life under the sound of my voice. I pray, O oh God, that you move, Lord, in situations, the ones that you reveal to me and the ones that you don't reveal to me. I pray, Lord, that the anointed that breaks every yoke, O oh Lord, be present in our midst this day in the mighty name of Jesus. That at the end of the service, Father God, we thank you. We will receive walking our miracles that was wrought, O oh God, by the great sacrifice of Jesus being nailed to the cross, shed his blood, and he declared over 2,000 years ago that it is finished. Upon that, O oh God, we thank you because we will receive, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus. Of every need in this place met in the mighty name of Jesus. We thank you, Father God. We will see your working hand over our lives and in all that pertains to us. Father God, I pray that this our Lord, that I may decrease, that you may increase, and you do what you alone can do. For we pray in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. You may be, you may have your sin as you sit down, say to your neighbor, your miracle is up to you. Come on, come on, come on. Say like you mean it. Your miracle is up to you. Glory be to God forever. I, I, I remember, you know, some people taught that in my teenage years that I was a bad boy. I never think so. You know, they think I was a bad boy. But I was not as bad as they think I was. I know some of you, you, you were probably born again from your mother's womb, you know. You knew no sin. But that was not my case. But I wasn't as bad as people imagine. And those that agree with me. And I remember, I remember when I did my A-levels at Federal School of Arts and Science, Undo, which is far away from where I lived. I lived in Ibadan. I grew up in Ibadan. And, um, and one of the things, I don't like to fight, but I love to party. I'm a party boy, you know. And people just like me. And I like those that like me. And I went to school and all that. Like every other, every other boy, girl, during that semester, went to school with the intention to learn and to read. And because I just love party, you know. If you want to do, if you want your party to be party, you've got to invite me. You know, there's some people that are the soul of the party. And now there were laws and rules in the school whereby by 7 p.m. you have to get back to school. You know, the boys' hostel is different from the female hostel. The boys' hostel, you can visit the female hostel at a certain time, you know, time of visitation. If you break that law, you will be in trouble. But hey, some people break the law. Glory be to God for him. And there was this, this day after three, four months, you know, or six months into the academic session. And uh, we, 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 some of the boys wanted to plan some party, you know. And um, they did the planning. And, of course, they have to engage me. We, we need the soul of the party. And to cut the long story short so I don't bore you. And to keep my secret secret. Let me keep it short. <laughs> this party took place against the school's authority. They didn't know about it because it was an all-night party. And the boys and the girls that were invited, you do it at your own risk. And when you go to the all-night party, it's at your own risk, you know, but everybody, yeah, let's do it. And, you know, we're partying, you know. 
and parting, parting, and lots of things happen. Things that I cannot say, I can say, just happened. And when the news got to the authority, who are the ringleaders? And guess what? My name was mentioned. The authorities, okay, fine, did the, did the assessment, and what they said is, okay, based on the atrocities that they committed, this is serious grievance. So there are two laws. Number one, if you do bad in school, you are either expelled, which means, no, so you're either suspended, which means they give you four months or five months, depending on the severity. But there are some, some things that you do, ladies and gentlemen, it falls under the category of expulsion. In other words, you're going to leave the school. You are a bad egg. You're going to go and we don't want to see your back. And unfortunately, this dude fell into the category of the expelled student. And, uh, and I said to him, I said, what am I going to do? My dad is going to kill me. My mom is going to kill me. That was the end of my life. So about 12, they expelled us. We left the school. Some of them went, but five did not go. I was going to go nowhere because I don't want to die before my time. So I thought I was being clever. I thought I was being clever. I told the five, I said, guys, let's go and rent an accommodation. So we started off with um, Sonia. They had a hotel, you know. We started off in this hotel in Ondode and uh, for our money that can carry. And then we went to rent an apartment. We were there. We thought we were clever. I thought I was so smart. Unknown to me, the school authority have sent letters to our parents about the expulsion. Now, stay with me. I'm going somewhere with this. But, so my dad saw the letter. My mom saw the letter. We were in this accommodation for three months. Nothing happened. But my heart was beating every time. What's going to happen if my dad comes to school? So one fateful morning, I said to my friends, I said, I'm going to go and see the king of Undo land. I said, what? I said, what? If you ain't going to follow me, I'm going to go and see the king. And I went to the palace. Because what I have done, it's impossible. I've been expelled. That was the end of my life. And I went to the king, got to the palace, sat down, and they said, well, I said, I want to see the king of the land. I said, whoa, this little boy. And the king called me in, and I prostrated. And I said, king, help me. And I told the king the story. The king actually said, man, you, you are bold, man. He cannot like me. And you know what the king did? The king sent forth for the headmaster to mediate the case that was so impossible because I've been expelled. I made up my mind that my life was not going to end that way. And the king called the headmaster. He didn't like it and mediated. And guess what? Glory be to God. We were reinstated back to school. But watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. Other people that were expelled in school, that was the end of the story. But I made up my mind. There was something in me that my case is somewhat different. This is not the end of the story. Lord, what's going to happen? And tell what? I wasn't actually a believer then. I wasn't a Christian. And the story turned around. And I said, oh, I'm a clever boy. Went back to school. Oh, the soul party is back in school. And I thought I was so clever. And luckily, there was going to be visitation. My parent came. And hey, daddy, mommy, daddy, mommy. Little did I know that they've seen the letter. My dad gave me one woe. 
apologies for my uh, my colloquialism. Slap me while I saw stars in public because he knew I was expelled. But I told him the story. They took me to the Oba Fondo land to go and say thank you. And do you know what the Oba told him? Watch it for this boy. There's something about this little lad. And ladies and gentlemen, I can tell you that because I always decide on what I do, I can see the favor, the fragrance, the specialty of God upon my life, not because of any other people, but because of what I somebody believe my case is and will always say, be different. Something's wrong with my iPad, but that's the devil. Amen and amen. So if we very quickly go into my message, with that foundation in mind, I would like to explore very carefully two words that will enforce or drive home my message today. And the two words are number one, perspective. And the second one is opinion. Media cannot see the time moving, but maybe it's a miracle, it's been stand still, but glory be to God forevermore. If I overrun, then praise God, I will blame it on me because the time has just been static. I hold that time to remain so in Jesus' mighty name. So perspective and opinion. Say perspective and opinion. Now let's talk about perspective. Matthew chapter 5 from verse, Matthew chapter 8 from verse uh, 5 to 13. I'm not going to read. It's a popular story because of time. It talks about the story of the centurion. So the Bible said the centurion came unto Jesus uh, who had his servant that was sick with palsy, paralyzed. He came to Jesus and said, Jesus, my servant is sick. And I believe that was the custom of those days because you saw when Jairus came to Jesus in our Bible text, the Bible said that Jairus told Jesus, come to my house and heal my daughter. So I believe that was the culture in those days that when, G when, when, the, uh, when the centurion came unto Jesus to say to Jesus, because he had the faith that my servant is sick, Jesus then said unto him, because that was the custom, okay, I'm going to come to your house and heal your servant. But the centurion said, oh, hold on, master. I am not worthy to have you come under my roof because I am a soldier. I have one under me. And I said to one, go and go it. Said to another, do this and do it this. But master, just only speak the word. Speak the living word of God and my servant shall be healed. In other words, Jesus, I know you go to places. No, no, no. My perspective about you is just speak that word because I know in the beginning was the word and the word was with God. I read in the book of Genesis that when God said, let there be light, 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 and there was light and that word had been resounding and the light had held on since the day of the foundation. So I only speak the word and my servant shall be healed. So he didn't want Jesus to go. He saw a different side about Jesus. But very quickly, let us do some comparison. Uh, media, could you put on the screen my PowerPoint about the centurion and the gyros. So the centurion is a Roman soldier. 
a Roman soldier that commanded about 100 soldiers. And at the same time, on the other side, if you look at Jairus, he was one of the rulers of the synagogue. They have some similarities. A commander in the military, a ruler in the church. And the next similarity, the centurion approached Jesus. Same as also Jairus approached Jesus. The centurion, he loved one person, his servant. Same also Jairus loved one person, his daughter. The centurion believed that his solution can only come from one source, which is Jesus. Hence, he came to Jesus. Same also Jairus only believed that his solution can come from one source and that was Jesus. So he came to Jesus. But however, ladies and gentlemen, there is a distinct difference between the centurion and Jairus. Jairus' perspective was he needed Jesus. He's heard about what Jesus can do. So he needed Jesus to come to his house because he believed that when Jesus can turn to any house, no devil can remain. No sickness can remain. All I need to know, all I need to do is to go get Master Jesus. How many of you under the sound of my voice want to beckon on Jesus? Jesus, come into my home. Jesus, Jesus, come address my situation. This Jairus believed that when Jesus come into my house, my daughter will be healed. And that is why, ladies and gentlemen, I love to keep my company with my Savior, Jesus. I love to always call upon Jesus. For at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. At the name of Jesus, every tongue confess. Oh, how I love the name of Jesus. Jesus, come on, shout Jesus, Jesus. Hey, Jesus, Jairus believed that Jesus can do it. And so he beckoned unto Jesus, come into my home. Come into my home. Take anything away from me, but leave me with Jesus. Whatever you take away from me, ladies and gentlemen, I can get it back. Oh, take my clothes, but I have Jesus. Take anything from me. I've got my Jesus. I tell you what, it is too late for me to backslide. Oh, he's so sweet. He's sweet and sweet. Come, Jesus, Jesus, my Savior. Come on, shout Jesus. That was Jairus. Come to my house. However, the centurion held a different perspective. Oh, he knows when he speaks a word to a soldier, God help you if you don't believe. Oh, how I wish the believers can understand the magnitude of the word of God. He knew that when Jesus speaks his word, that's all I need to know. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't need Jesus to come into my house. All I need is the word of God. And he said unto him, only speak the word and my servant shall be healed. The syndrome believed on the authenticity of the word of God. Forever, O oh Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. That's in Psalm 119 verse 89. He believed that the grass withered, the flower faded, but the word of God, the word of God, the everlasting word of God, liveth and abided forevermore. That is Isaiah 40 verse 8. He knows that there is no barrier to the word of God. This infallible word that we preach, the infallible word that we hear and we speak. He knows that there is no barrier whatsoever. He also knows that the word of God is quick. It is quick and it's a 
powerful. Words that can travel across borders. Words that can travel all the way from England to America. All the way from America to Nigeria. All the way from Nigeria to Utopia. Words that can travel across borders. Words that can travel across generations. The words it speaks to me is going to go across my lineage, across my generation, from one generation to the other. Words that are so strong and powerful. The words of God that are sharper than two-edged sword, piercing even the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and the joints and the marrow and the discerner of the thought and the intent of the heart. That is Hebrews 4 verse 12. The word of God. Come on child, I've got the word of God. The word that we preach. I don't know about you, but all I need is the word of God. Oh, all I need is the word of God. Take everything away from me. I don't know about you concerning my situation. All I need is the word of God. When Satan came to tempt Jesus, he said, well, turn the stone to bread. And Jesus said unto him, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. I don't know by you child of God I need the word of God today I need the word of God in my situation I need the word of God shout I need the word of God I need the word of God no wonder Job said in Job 23 verse 12 that I have esteemed your word far above far above far above all my necessary food far above so your perspective, your outlook on God really needs to change. And I've come to challenge you. I don't know what you're going through. Your perspective, your outlook about God in relation to your situation, it needs to change. It needs to change. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. It needs to change. Oh, how do you perceive God? In your life, how do you see your God? But I'm here to lay out the God that I serve. He declared himself to be the I am that I am. He is the one that declared that the cattle on a thousand hills, they are mine. He said, I am God. Is there anything too difficult for me? That was how he introduced himself to Mary. The God that I serve, he is the one that declared that if you believe in him, he is able to do exceeding abundantly above that what you ask or think according to the power of your spirit that worketh in you that is the God that you serve what is your perspective about this God how do you see this God remember it's always according to your belief it is according to your belief God is impartial for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. To whosoever believeth in him. Whosoever. It is your choice. According to your belief. Your miracle is up to you. Not up to your neighbor. Not up to your pastor. Not up to your enemies. Not up to your parents. But it's up to you. According to your belief. Your reality of the blessing of God. Here it is. It's directly proportional to your perspective of God. Time will not permit me. 
to really dwell on that. But very quickly, you know the story of the widow woman that the prophet came unto to her and said, you know, she, she went to the prophet and said, well, my, my, my husband is dead. He loved God and he owed money. But the creditors have come to take my children in place of what he owed. And the prophet said unto her, go borrow vessel, borrow many. Do you know the funniest thing? It was when she was pouring the oil onto the vessel. When it got to the last one, the oil ceased. So if she actually borrowed the billions of vessels, it is according to your belief, according to your capacity. I'm not going to judge you if you believe that God cannot bless you with a million pounds. And you know, well, I'm not going to judge you. It is according to your belief. I'm not going to mind what you think. I trust God for my mortgage-free home. I don't know what you think, what you, but it's according to your belief. According to your belief. Help me ask your neighbor, what is your perspective of God with regards to your situation? Come on, do that. What is your perspective of God according to your situation? What is your perspective? What do you know of God? How do you see God? Now, very quickly, because my time has started moving. Maybe my faith was not strong enough to keep it. I thought I held the time. So let's very quickly again look at the other word, opinion. We've talked about perspective, which had to be you as a person, your perspective, what you see, what you know, what you declare, how you see God. But I want to quickly, to bring my message, make my message complete and bring to an end, look at opinion. <laughs> opinion. From our main Bible text in Mark chapter 5, from verse 22 that we read, regarding Jairus. Now please follow me very carefully because if you miss this part, you're going to miss the conclusion of this message. Regarding Jairus. Jairus was one of the rulers of the synagogue whose daughter had a health challenge. And he needed Jesus to attend to his daughter and therefore sought after Jesus. Read that? Good. Second point. His 12 years old daughter was sick at the point of death. So it was a severe sickness, very severe, because the Bible recorded sick unto death. She could go any second. She could go any minute. We also notice in the passage the various roles. Now, I want to act a drama now. Just imagine that you are in, a, in the theater, in the cinema, the latest film that came out. Various roles of the concerned parties. The roles that they played in the scenario. Category number one in our movie, in our scene. Category number one. Those that stayed at home to watch over the condition of the little girl. Go, Jairus. We are with you. 
We have your back. We will give, him, give her water. You know, damp the, 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 the heat, the, the temperature and the sweat. Go, Jairus. We are with you. Do you know people? Do you have people that support you? The support system. Go. We've got your back. And then he went to go and meet Jesus. Go. That's the first category. Stayed at home to watch about the condition of the little girl. The little girl. Second category in our drama, those that played the role of reporters, I will refer to them as bearers of bad news. We saw them in the passage as Jairus held the solution to the problem. And as they were going, the bearers of bad news trouble not the master for that daughter. Your daughter it's finally dead. Oh, oh. I wonder who actually is with me on my journey. If you can give up so easily. Because the culture in those days is when Jesus appeared in the house, Jesus can do a lot of things. Oh, oh, quote and unquote. You know, the concerned parties, they knew what Jesus could do. So I began to do a pew check. Who is actually for me? Who are those people actually praying for me? And they are actually praying for me. Not praying and dozing. Who are those that are for me? Because suddenly you've just given up and you have just come to interrupt. My bringing Jesus, the answer to my problem. And say to me that troubled the master no more. No more. And possibly because of the drama, they were crying. Don't let me get on myself. Let's finish the category. No, I will say this. When the, the reporters came, Jesus did something. He said something. Okay, yeah, thank you, Holy Spirit. He said something. Fear not. Keep on believing. Hold that at the back of your hand. Now, the concerned parties in your life. Number three. Uh, we have the ones that are called professional mourners. Ooh. Oh my word. They will cry more than you cry. And you wonder, hang on, who lost their child? Are they the one or is it? You probably ask, where, where are the parents, the professional mourners? You know, that show that they get to cry and wail and shouting and crying and crying. They were the ones wailing when Jesus arrived at the scene and Finally, the concerned parties that believe that their opinion really counts. These are the ones that laughed at Jesus. <laughs> when Jesus did his diagnosis that this girl is only sleeping, they laughed. <laughs> they are the ones that believe that their opinion counts. You all know the story. So I had to alert all these parties to project their opinion and to bring to your attention to the fact that all the concerned parties I have alerted to us are always there with us. They are always there with you. 
in whatever situation that you are faced with. They are always there. And if you're not careful, they will bring you down. If you're not careful, you will be derailed from what God is trying to do manifest in your life. So, it may be in your trials and challenges and tribulations or difficult moments. The concerned parties will always be there. So, you have to identify them, recognize them, and importantly, learn how to deal with their opinions accordingly. It's going to get hot in here very quickly. Learn how to deal with their opinions accordingly. Now, Jesus' reaction, listen very carefully, to the concerned parties in verse 36, tells you and I how to deal with their opinions. As soon as Jesus heard the word, that was spoken. He said unto the ruler of the synagogue, be not afraid, only believe. Now Jesus completely, do you know what he did? He completely ignored the so-called concerned parties and only spoke to Jairus and said to him, not to be afraid, but to only believe. Oh, I've got to bring this home this is the crux of my message. Very, very important. Now, listen very carefully. In my own words, this is how Jesus wants you and I to deal with people. Are you ready for this? How you and I should deal with people. You just have to look at them in the face, eyeball to eyeball, with an attitude, and say, thanks, but no thanks. Say, thanks. But no thanks. In other words, keep your opinion to yourself. I, I didn't even ask you in the first place. Thanks, but no thanks. Come on, look at your neighbor and say, thanks, but no thanks. Child of God, I need you to learn to ignore people that do not matter. People do not matter. They don't count. You've got to learn to say to them, thanks, but no thanks. Stop placing unnecessary powers into their hands whereby you become restless whereby you become so restless you cannot even sleep you are worrying what they are thinking and saying about you you are worrying what, what could he be saying or thinking about you about their opinion that are contrary to the infallible word of God and you pay them such attention you got to give them an attitude and say Really? Thanks. But no thanks. In a polite manner. <laughs> Glory be to God. You just need to look at them. Don't forget this. Say, I, I sent you, and you say to them, thanks. But no thanks. Can you do that for me? Thanks. With an attitude. But no thanks. Yes, you may think that I amount to nothing. Thanks. Thanks. Now you may think that you are better than me. Thanks. I can't hear you. Thanks, but no thanks. You may think that I'm stupid for calling those things which be not as though they are. 
thanks but no thanks yeah 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 your opinion about me does not count just keep it to yourself you say you can say whatever you want to say about me but it does not count thanks but no thanks please look at five people get off yourself five people and say to them thanks but no thanks come on so say to five people thanks but no thanks Thanks, but no thanks. Thanks, but no thanks. Thanks, but no thanks. Yeah, yeah, I heard it, but thanks, but no thanks. I didn't ask for your opinion. Thanks, but no thanks. And I'm, come, I'm, I'm here to let you know. And God asked me to tell you, be not afraid. All you need to do, just keep on believing. Keep on what? Believing. Hallelujah. Thanks, but no thanks. Yeah, it is my opinion that counts. People will always have an opinion to everything and anything. Everything that is not their own business. Things that has nothing to do with them. You just need to be polite and always say, remember to say thanks, but no thanks. Let's quickly make a quick reference to support this. Okay? The thanks, but no thanks. You remember in Matthew chapter 16, from verse 13 to 18, Jesus said unto the disciples, he started with one question, and he wasn't being rude, if you read it very carefully. He wasn't being rude. So what do men think that I am? Who do men say that I am? He started with asking them what people say that I am. And then the reply, well, some, some say... Uh, you're Elijah, some say you're Jeremiah, some say you're one of the prophets. Now, listen very carefully. When they reply to Jesus, dead silence, that's a bit rude. You ask me a question, I told you, gave you a response, but Jesus, dead silence. And then they went to the second question, they says, Now, who do you think, who do you say that I am? Then Simon Barjona said, Thou art Christ, the living God. And Jesus responded. In other words, ladies and gentlemen, when it comes to other people, it should be thanks, but no thanks. Jesus responded to him, Simon, upon this rock, he said, flesh and blood have not revealed this unto you, but upon this rock will I build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Upon this church, upon this rock, will I build my church. Now listen, ladies and gentlemen, the church of God is not, um, is not mortar and bricks. The church of God is you and I. Upon this church, Will I be upon this rock? Will I build my church? The church is you and I. Now hear this, hear this. What is the rock? Upon this rock will I build my house. So what is the rock that Jesus is saying here? He says, uh, oh, where is my, no, he says, upon this rock, what he says? Upon what rock? The rock of your revelation about your situation. The rock of what you know about God in what you are going through. Upon this rock. I don't know what you're going through, ladies and gentlemen. You may be in need.
need or in want. Uh, Psalm 23 verse 1 says, The Lord, uh, who is this Lord? He is the God of the universe. Uh, the one that can do all things. Uh, the one that needs no permission from anybody to do anything and everything. Uh, the one that said, I am that I am. The one that declared that the, thousand, that the cattle on the thousand hills are mine. That Lord, as declared by David in Psalm 23 verse 1, the Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want. Do you believe that the Lord indeed is your shepherd? Come on, if you believe, say, the Lord is my shepherd upon this rock. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Be it any need upon that rock. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Your miracle is indeed up to you. What is that rock of revelation that you have? Jesus responded to Peter upon this rock. What rock are you leaning on, ladies and gentlemen, this morning? What rock is your family leaning on, ladies and gentlemen? What rock are you leaning on in regards to what the doctor says about your health? Hey, what rock are you leaning on in regards to your future? What rock are you leaning on in regards to your children? What rock are you leaning on in regards to your business, your job, the work of your hand? What rock are you leaning on? The Bible says in Isaiah 53, from verse 5, Jesus was wounded from my transgressions. He was bruised for my iniquity. And the chastisement of my peace was laid upon him. And by his stripes, I am healed. By his stripes, I am healed. I don't care about your opinion. I don't care how my body feels. But by his stripes, I am healed. That is the rock of the revelation concerning my health. The Bible says in Isaiah 15 verse 8, my light shall break forth like the morning and my health, my health spring forth speedily. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't care what the doctor says about your health. I am here to decree and declare upon your life the word of God. I choose to believe the revelation of the word of God concerning my health. I am the healed, not the sick. But hear this, Jesus died over 2,000 years ago and that passage in Isaiah 53 was present because of that time but when first when Peter recorded in first Peter 2 24 he said he bore my sickness on the tree and by his stripes we were oh you don't hear me the rock of my revelation of my health by his stripes we were so I was healed to be made whole I just recently realized that Jesus died instantly for my sickness so ladies and gentlemen I keep saying to myself every day every morning my my healing is instant I thank God for progress healing I thank God because God works in progress manner but Jesus died instantly so therefore my healing is instantly that is the report I choose to believe what is the rock of your revelation regarding your health what is that rock that you lean and you depend upon whose report do you believe whose report do you thank you very much the report of the Lord the report of the Lord hallelujah the report of the Lord thank you Father God just lift up both hands and to those of you watching online God has led me to decree and declare his word healing part of his word over your life we enforce in the name of Jesus the report of the Lord concerning your health we rebuke the spirit of cancer. We rebuke the spirit of leukemia. 
rebuke the spirit of incurable diseases, named and unnamed, over the lives of every life, over the lives of everyone under the sound of my voice. In the name of Jesus, you are healed. In the name of Jesus, you are healed. Bad the shepherd will rebuke sicknesses linked to your friends, linked to any member of a family. We rebuke you, Satan, and we command the healing of God to flow right now. Come on, say, I'm healed, I'm healed. I'm healed, I'm healed, I'm healed. I'm healed, I'm healed, I'm healed. I'm the healed of the Lord. I'm the healed of the Lord. Hallelujah. Now, Jeremiah 29, verse 11 says, you may sit down. I'm just about to round off. It says, for I know the thoughts that I think towards you. See of the Lord. Thoughts of peace, not of evil, to give you an expected end. And in that verse of scripture, okay, no, before that, an expected end means a predetermined end. And in that verse of scripture, we can trace what the predetermined end is. And it is, I know the thoughts I have towards you. Thought of good, not of evil. That is my predetermined end. I don't care what my life may be going through now, but ladies and gentlemen, the end of the story is the thought of God, which is good, which is peaceful about my life. I don't know about you, but I decree and declare over my life that I know the thought of God over my life. That is the rock of my revelation. Thoughts of peace, thoughts of good, and not of evil. And not of evil. And that is what I believe. That is what I believe. Let the naysayer, let them say what they want to say. It is my opinion. It is my opinion that counts. Let the doubters, let them know that your miracle depends on you, not on anybody. Let them know, let them know. Let the scoffers know you have chosen to believe God and believe the report of the Lord. Come on church, you can do much better. Shout, yes, I believe the report of the Lord. Come and shout, yes, I believe the report of the Lord. I believe the word of God concerning my life. Come and shout, yes, I believe. <sighs> Can I blow your mind? When Holy Ghost took me, the same scripture, Jeremiah 29 verse 11, and he took me to the message translation. Listen to what he says. I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm doing. You may think that things are not working out, but I know what I'm doing. By the time I'm finished with what I'm doing, it's going to be in your eyes, all things work together. But because I am the orchestrator, nothing takes me by so because I know what I'm doing. Come on, shout it. He knows. He knows. For I know what I'm doing. Oh, that blesses. For me to know and to read that God knows what he's doing concerning my life, concerning my children, concerning my job. He knows. He knows what he's doing. Come on. God knows what he's doing. He knows what he's doing. Now you may laugh at me, but I know that my God knows what he's doing in my life. He knows. He knows. He knows what he's doing. Yeah, it's, it's not, it hasn't finished. Say, I know what I'm doing. Now, listen to the next phrase. I have it all planned out. I have it all planned out. Come on, tell you what. I have learned not to sit down and cry over my situation. 
Because I read in the life of Joseph. I read in the life of Joseph. In his journey. And I see the end result. Glory be to God. His plans. To take care of you. Not to abandon you it says. Plans. To give you the future. Now listen. The future you hoped for. What do you hope for in your life? What do you hope for in your job? What do you hope for concerning your dreams? What do you hope for over your children? What do you hope for in your business? Yes, the years run to an end. December is fast approaching. What did you hope for? At the beginning of 2024, 2023. But ladies and gentlemen, God has sent me to tell you, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. Get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. He will blow your mind. Your miracle will spring forth. Even this season, this year, this December. Come on, get ready, get ready, get ready. If that is you, come on, shout yes. Shout yes, I receive it. Shout yes, I believe it. Yes, I receive it. Now, I need to touch on two more things very quickly, and I'll get out of your way. Because I, I, I need to go and listen to Asna Fan TV. <laughs> Following the incredible game of yesterday, which I haven't really enjoyed because God had you in mind for today's service. So, I have to go and listen. The naysayers. That when I woke up this morning, I looked at the Premier League table. My, my, my. It was Arsenal that was on the top of the league. The Bible says, whipping may enjoy for a night. Whipping may enjoy for a night. But joy! But joy! Comment in the morning. I don't know about you, but that is a promise for you. Joy! Comment in the morning. You will wake up a new man. You will wake up a new man. Wake up a new woman. Wake up and see things have turned around. For when the Lord turned again, the captivity of Zion, we were like them that dream. Let me shock you. What's today's date? Mark this word. Mark this word. What is today's date? 26th of November. And we only have... 31 days in December. God has asked me to say to someone under the sound of my voice. It took me just seven days. Seven days to create. How much more? The days you have left in this year. Come on, lift up both hands. Lift up both hands and decree and declare to God. Lord, perfect it according to what I hope for, Lord. I believe. I believe. I believe, Lord. According to my belief. Perfect it, Lord. I receive, oh God, the dreams, the aspiration, the word you spoke to my life at the beginning of this year. Oh, someone is going to testify before the year runs out. God is going to move. 
the finger of God will turn things around concerning your life. Those watching online, God will touch your family. God will touch your parents. God will touch your children. God will touch. God will move. God will do it. Hey, he will do it. He only needs one day, one angel, one moment in the twinkle of an eye to get it done. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Time forbids me. I'm not going to go. Got two more points about time. My time has really gone. And I know God has done his deposited in your heart the word he has brought me to deliver. Can everyone rise up on your feet? Thank you, Jesus. Rise up on your feet. I want to dress. The reason why I have to do this is because God specifically asked me to do this. I want to address your business, your job, your investment, your career, the work of your hands. Stand on your feet. Please drop whatever you may be holding. Put them in your chair. I want your hands to be free. And those watching online, Please stand up on your feet, drop whatever you may be have on your hand, your pen, your paper, your Bible, drop it. This is a moment that God wants to do something. Now open the palm of your hands, open it towards heaven. The Bible says in Deuteronomy chapter 30 verse 9, the Lord your God will then make you successful in everything that you do. Now hear this church. It is your hand that you use to do things. And this word, God instruct me to declare it over the house. And the Lord your God will make you successful in everything that you do with both hands pointing to heaven. Now say after me, my hands are blessed. Come and say with me, my hands are blessed. The work of my hands is blessed. So therefore, I prosper at my job. I prosper in my business. I prosper with my investments. Anything that I lay my hands on prospers in the name of Jesus. Declare, I am blessed. I can't hear you. I am blessed. I am blessed. I am progressive. I am progressing. I am great. I am great. Until I become very great. Now clap unto the Lord with a voice of hand. Shout unto the Lord. Come on, church, give him a big shout. Yes, yes, give him a big shout. Lord, we bless you, we bless you. Come on, you can do much better than that. Come on, shout unto him. Shout, shout, shout unto the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. My life has changed. My miracle is here. Come on, shout. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Glory be to God forevermore. Media, get ready, please. In the next 30 seconds. Look at me very carefully. You're looking at a changed man. Hear this? Just the same way that the word of the Lord came unto Mary. And the angel said unto Mary, according to the season of time, it shall come to pass. Watch me carefully. Because I'm going to make reference to this day. You know, I don't know. My name now becomes the miracle boy. The blessed one. The blessed pastor. Well, thank you. But I say that by yourself. You better, you better open your mouth. A closed mouth is a closed destiny. But watch this. As many as tap into this anointing. At the fulfillment of time, you will testify. Because I'm going to stand on this pulpit. And I'm going to testify on what God is cooking. My word, my word. You see, when something is cooking, you smell it nice. But it's not ready for it to be dished. For people to eat. It is cooking. By the time it's cooked, it will blow your mind. And the same... I extend to everyone under the sound of my voice that are anticipating the move of God. That by the time what God is cooking is done in your life, it will blow your mind. Now, this is what God is saying to you. It will blow your mind. I receive it, Lord. I receive it, Lord. I receive it, Lord. I receive it. I embrace it, Lord. I embrace it, Lord. I declare it, Lord. I declare it, Lord. I shout about it, Lord. Yes, Lord. God, all of us Yes, Jesus. Yes, Jesus. Oh, I feel his anointing in this place. Yes, Jesus. Yes, Jesus. Yes, Jesus. Yes, Jesus. Yes, Jesus. Be it unto me according to your word. Yes, Jesus. Be it unto your maidservant according to your word. Yes, Jesus. Yes, Jesus. I receive my miracle. I receive my miracle. Yes, Jesus. Yes, Jesus. Yes, Jesus. Come and open your mouth and shout, yes, Jesus. Shout, yes, Jesus. Yes, Jesus. Yes, Jesus. Yes, Lord. Yes. Yes. Yes, Lord. Come and shout, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. We hope you've enjoyed this uplifting sermon from House on the Rock Church, the London Lighthouse. We hope you've been informed and inspired. Join us for services every Wednesday and Sunday. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook at HOTR London.
Also, live stream our services on YouTube at HOTR London. For more information, visit our website on hotr.org.uk.